Hello, everybody. Are you happy? Well, I'm here to make you happy, sad, or glad, or mad. I can't tell a joke about Pastor Lane being at his grandkids because he's not. He's really doing the ministry this, this time. <laughs> so, he'll get me later. Okay, the last time I preached, uh, it was during COVID, and we were on stream, and... You know, I never got to give an altar call. But if you remember, how many of you remember what I preached? Okay. Not many. That's why I'm here today. (laughs) Okay. I preached on pornography. And, ooh, you don't talk about that stuff. But listen, this thing is widespread throughout our body. You know, what comes from this pulpit is what you're responsible for. Okay? Well, if you're a member here. When it falls on your ears, you are responsible. So that's why I'm here again. And um, the Lord said there are six men who are entangled. And there are six couples who are entangled. I don't want to know your sins. God has not shown me who it is because the Bible says it's a good thing to hide a man's sins for you to deal with your own sins, okay? So I'm not here to point fingers. I'm here for you to be delivered. You know, uh, I want to read you this wind of correction, this winds, there's four winds uh, that are coming. And on May the 6th, the Lord gave me this. The reason I remember it is my grandson's birthday. And uh, it was on May the 6th, there was an unnatural wind. I don't know if any of you uh, were outside, but my husband and I were outside, and we were cutting limbs. And the trees were dancing. They were just dancing. They were, I mean, I would look up there, and of course, Bill said he felt, you know, the, the limbs moving because he was cutting limbs. And I kept saying, that is just not natural. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. It was the most beautiful day. But the winds were singing, and God was speaking. Well, you know, a lot of times it's hard for us to hear. But the next night, we're in the upper room. And um, the Lord speaks, and he said, that was a wind of correction. Now, many of you have heard that. Listen to me. In this wind of correction, there is a wind blowing to correct our lives. Okay? And in that wind, there is such a deliverance. There is a deliverance like never before. Whatever you are in bondage to, all you have to do is cry out to the Lord and he's going to sweep that thing away. How do I know? 
because I got corrected and am still getting corrected. So it hasn't passed. And it's a very, it's detrimental to our health that we listen and we be corrected in this season. It's not going to last. There's going to be three other winds that come. Okay? So the Lord said, this wind was a wind of correction. As my spirit blew over the nation, correction was coming to individuals. And then he says, now, what will you do with it? Are you just going to listen to it sing? Because the wind sings. Or are you going to say, okay, Lord, here am I. Show me. Because, you know, we can walk through life and we just think we're all that in a bag of chips. And all of a sudden God says, Linda, your children are an idol. And I'm thinking, me? Idolatry? Are you kidding me? Yeah, idolatry. You know, it's good to be transparent. You know, I've been corrected. I've been having my butt whooped for how long? May 6th? Till now. And I'm glad he's not through because he's not through with me. But it won't last forever, guys. Okay? It will not last. If he is sticking his finger on something in your heart, give it up. Because all it's going to do is bring peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay? So, I want to read what this, this prophecy. The second wind that comes will be a wind of preparation. We will need to prepare for the upcoming events. I will blow in an anointing to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. These winds will not be normal winds. You will be able to discern my winds. So it's not just up to me, guys. You need to be watching every day because there's a preparation that we need for the upcoming days. The third wind will be a wind of perfection. Perfect love casts out all fear. Fear will paralyze the anointing. I will blow through. I need the sons of Issachar to be stable in all their ways, ready to give your life for my mission. Ready to give your life for my mission. There will not be time to hesitate. If you reason and hesitate, you could abort the very will of God in your life and cost lives. The fourth and last wind is a wind of direction and replacement. There will be a strategic assignment that you will have to hear my voice to be safe. Listen to me, guys. You will have to listen intently as I give instruction. If you have not surrendered your life completely, Completely, there will be a replacement. I'm going to say that again. I don't want to be replaced, okay? If you have not surrendered your life completely, there will be a replacement. This wind will sing as it blows instruction. Make sure you are attentive to my spirit, for now is a serious moment. 
I need you to accomplish this work. So, in saying that, <clears throat> I want to read, I want to give you a story that I feel like the Lord has given me. Say you live in another country and there's an item in your home that if the authorities come in, you will get sentenced to five years, Terry Lamb. Now listen, that prophecy confirmed this word. You've been separated for five years. You would have to leave the pleasures of your home. It's going to divide and separate you from you, from your wife. She was going to feel so rejected and lost and have no support. Michael, where are you? Michael Murphy, come arrest my suspect. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. So, the authorities come into your home and they find this item, this item and you are about to be handcuffed. Just bring him on up here. <laughs> Poor Angie's not even here to see this. Hey, Angie, I know you're out there. Okay. So... <laughs> I knew he'd add to it. <laughs> now, this is our suspect. He had this item in his home that he thought he could not live without, but yet he knew. She's still there. You can go get her. All right. He knew that if he got caught with this item, that he was going to be imprisoned for five years. Five years. Okay. So, after he was taken to prison, darkness entered into his home. When his wife visited him in the cell, he really wasn't happy to see her. Because the darkness that this one item caused, he lost ownership of his home. He lost the fellowship that he had with his children. All this one item brought was horror. But you thought you couldn't live without it. But really, you couldn't live with it. It took your mind, your heart, and your flesh. Yet you thought you could not live without it. And now that you've been sentenced to five years, would you bring my, my one-year-old up? I want you to get a mental picture of what five years is when you have children. Okay, this is your baby, and you've been sentenced to five years. Okay, bring my six-year-old up. When you get out of this, come on, Ellie Reese, my next little actress. You've missed from this age to that. Okay, where's my 11-year-old? 
Here they come. Y'all hurry. Be ready. Yeah, you got all these kids. You're my 11-year-old. Okay. All right. So you've, you've lost from 6 to 11. Come over here. We're going to do this in order. Okay. And now where is my 16-year-old? Uh, Montana. So five years, there's a lot of growth in there. Right? And you're going to lose all that because of this one item you have in your house. Okay. Y'all can be seated. Thank you. Give them a hand. But you think you can't live without this item. Then while you're locked up, you look for every way to escape. But without a key, we ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere, right? He's got the key though. The key is God's word, okay? The item in the home is the smartphone, but it don't make you smart, okay? It has all the tricks to send you to prison for five years. When you're caught up in porn, they come and they put the handcuffs on you and you are, ta- you are taken to prison. Five is the number of grace. God is a gracious God. He wants you to be set free. He has set the keys in motion for you. But to be free, you've got to get rid of this item that has taking you to bondage and taking you to jail. It has a plan to take this whole generation to prison. That's why there's so many young girls who are going into homosexuality. I'm not just talking to the boys, okay? This thing is so rampant that our girls, our boys, they are so confused. They don't know who they are, what they are. This has no respect to a person's, no gender, no color, no age. It will entrap you and you will be taken to prison. So, you can set him free. See, I can preach this because I was, I have a smartphone. It took me a long time to learn how to use it, but because I'm not that smart. But I'm, I've got my phone and I'm playing a game or doing something. And all of a sudden this girl walks by and she is pressing it on and she starts here. She puts her hands on her hips. And I thought, what in the world? Now, I cut that thing off right there. But you know what? God used that to bring this up in me. Because if it's happening to a 69-year-old woman, what is happening out here? What is happening 
to you. Like I said, they're no respecter. The devil is no respecter of gender, age, or color. And I'm not preaching this to bring shame to you. I'm preaching it. My heart hurts because I know that there are so many in bondage to it and it's going to wreck your life. It will wreck your life. Okay? So my sermon is a pursuit to holiness. Okay? A pursuit to holiness. Pursuit. It is the act of chasing to follow after, to hound. Jonathan, you know how to hound. You chased, didn't you? And you caught it. Okay? So the act of pursuing is you go after that thing, evangelists. You went after it. You called it. You know what the pursuit act is. So are we pursuing God? Are we running for Him? You know, you can't stay up on the mountain all the time. You just can't. And there's times you have to talk to yourself. Okay, Linda, get up. Here we go. We're going and we're going with joy. We're going to do this thing. And then there's times where you can't keep me down. So in our pursuing, it's to catch up. We got to catch up with God and stay with him. Okay? Because he's always moving. He's never still. He's moving. And it kind of reminds me of Pastor Han when, you know, he walked. He had those legs that would go to that blue. He would, you know, take those big steps. And Pastor Nell and I'd be running, you know, to catch up with him. He never, you know, he, that stride was just in him. Well, that's the way God is. We have to, we have to walk with him. He's not, he's not going to slow down. We got to catch up. Okay? So, now, in my pursuit, I just want to tell you this one little story. When I first got born again, oh, I got so miraculously saved. I didn't get filled with the Holy Ghost until six years later. But I was in pursuit of God. I pursued, I pursued, I pursued. I went to every uh, church that had services, revivals. And then I got myself in trouble. There was this, um, there was this church that was uh, giving a seminar because uh, I had an addiction and I wanted to be free of that addiction. And so... Uh, this seminar was on this addiction. It was smoking. And, you know, the Lord had dealt with me and dealt with me and dealt with me. And I always told the Lord, I said, I don't want to put down one vice and pick up another one. You know, so God, if I do this, I want you to help me. So in this seminar, it ended up being a cult. I'm not going to say who it, who it was. It was a cult. And... Uh, they, you know, they used lots and lots of scripture. You know, with the devil, there'll be a, a little bit of a lie and then they'll have the truth. But that one little bit of lie erases all that other. And you go into legalism. And then you go into, you know, uh, what is legalism? It's a form of hatred. So, so in my pursuit... 
Of course, I was married to a demon, and that demon spoke that night. I went home crying. I said, I'm so confused because I want to just follow after God, and this, these people have told me this thing, and I don't believe it's true. And he looked at me, and he said, Linda, you need to get in one church. You need to stay in one church and quit church hopping. And what's the scripture say? God sets the members in the body as it pleases him. So wherever he sets us, we need to be set. And we need to take everything that he gives us there and feast on it. Okay? So I learned my lesson in pursuing. That was a great lesson for me. So I got into my body that God had set me in and I worked there. But there's a place for each one of us and we have to find that place in that pursuit. Okay, so, so why does it say if we're in pursuit of holiness, holiness is the very character and nature of God, okay? Because he says, you know, we want to be like him, right? We put on this little bracelet, what would Jesus do? So, he rule, his rules, his regulations, his intelligence, it's a reflection of who God is. This is not a book of do's and don'ts. This is a book to teach you the mistakes that other men have made. The Old Testament is nothing but history on what not to do. I love the Old Testament. I love it. Why is the Bible called a holy Bible or the Holy Spirit? Because we need to be holy like he is holy. Okay? And it's not that hard. If you pursue and love God, if you love your mate, you're going to do things that satisfy them. You're going to do things to make them happy. So, how can we stir up the love of Christ in you? You know, I, I began to look around and think about the, um, the tragedies that have happened in this church. Uh, we had Deborah Mose, Deborah and Jacob Mose, lost a nine-year-old little girl to a tumor. Uh, we had Fran Murphy and her entire family lost her daughter-in-law and her grandbaby. We had Sarah Rose, who's lost many babies. Glenn Lamb has had tragedy in his family. Rachel Pagan has had tragedy. She lost her brother. And Hannah, my daughter, lost her mother. And Bill, his wife. But you know what? Things happen. And... What do we do with that? 
when we have tragedy? Do we pursue God or do we run from him? Because when we pursue God, there's a healing that comes from that anguish. I would just love to stir up desire and pursuit in you today. For you to pursue God, why? It doesn't affect me any. Because I want you to have what I have. You know, there was a false alarm sounded at Fountain Gate with the uh, leadership meeting. And there were those that got really mad because they weren't ready for that alarm to be sounded. But it was a prophetic sounding, was it not? Was it not? It was a prophetic alarm that went off and said, get yourselves ready. It was the perfect timing of the Lord. And our pastor knew it was the perfect timing. And then COVID hit. Jeremiah 6.10. Let's look at that. Jeremiah 6.10. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may heed? Indeed, their ear is uncircumcised and they cannot give heed. Behold, the word of the Lord is a reproach to them. They have no delight in it. So if you're a person that does not have delight in the word, then there's a reproach in you. There's either bitterness, unforgiveness. Uh, you think God dealt you a wrong deal? There's another one. Uh, J. Dupree's had tragedy in his. All of us have had tragedies. What are we going to do with it? The uncircumcised ear. What is circumcision? Consecration. We've been talking about consecration for years. It's an ongoing thing. We consecrate to try to get all the foxes off the vine that spoil the vine. So if you have a circumcised ear, you're going to be able to hear the alarms that are going off. You're going to be able to know the heart of God in this season. Do you delight in my word or does it make you mad? Does it make you sad or does it make you glad? You know, King David, he could mess up. I mean... The boy could mess up. But when he messed up, what did he do? Because he was a man after God's own heart, he would repent. That's all God's asking for is repentance and for you to throw away the things that are besetting you. In pursuit of holiness... What do you need? The first thing you've got to have is desire. Proverbs 10, 24. The fear of the wicked will come upon him and the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. 
So you're going to be protected with desire. All you got to do is ask for it. You have not because you ask not. Well, I've just sinned too bad. I've been in this so long. I'm filthy. Well, we've all been filthy. There is not one that has not sinned. Verse 29, the way of the Lord is strength for the upright, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. The way of the Lord is strength. You may think that he don't know what he's talking about, but he does. He knows what is good for you. Number two, you must fear the Lord. It is the beginning of wisdom. That's Proverbs 9, 10. And knowledge of, of the holy is understanding. In fearing God comes wisdom, good understanding, knowledge. It hates evil. If you don't hate evil, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Hate arrogance. Understand holiness. It's a fountain of life to depart from the snares of the devil. All the devil wants for your life is to keep you to where you will not raise those hands to the Lord and worship him. You were created to worship him. Okay? The Bible says if you don't, the rocks will. I don't want a rock taking my place. Okay. By mercy and truth, evil is purged. So if you desire for that stuff to be out of your life, well, it's not that bad. It's legal. Sure, it's legal. You can flip on any phone and it'll be right there for you. You will not visit evil if fear of God is present. Now, I'm going to tell you, I've had a butt whooping. I had a butt whooping for 18 years. So when that little thing flashed across my phone, there was no question. I was shutting that thing off because I fear God. I fear him. And I want to be holy. And I, want, I don't want a separation between him and I. I love him. I love him. Discipline. Hebrews 12.1. All right, now you guys listen to this. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Now, if you're not spanking your children... You can go ahead and call DHR on me. I'm going to whoop that butt because this is my law. Okay. Here it says, discipline may seem painful. Them little eyes look up at you. Mama, please don't. I used to start doing a dance. Mama would have the belt and I'd be doing, Mama, Mama, Mama. And one time she got so tickled, she said, Linda, I hadn't even hit you yet. And I'd done 15 minutes worth of dancing. <laughs> but it yields. It yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. The Bible says it. 
So it's not a lie. If you don't discipline your children, you're crazy. And I have seen it firsthand where a guy was not disciplined and he has been a lifetime jailer because there's no repercussions for what you do. You have to train them when they're little. You can't start at 15. It's too late. They're not scared. There's no fear. That's why we have Antifa. That's why we have these protesters killing, shooting. Life means nothing to them because they've never been corrected. Proverbs 12.1, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. That's what the Bible says. I didn't say that. It's stupid. Okay? You're stupid, and God's calling you stupid. He's giving you these lies so that you can teach them, not that you can make them an idol because they can be taken away. Okay? Proverbs 13, 24. He who spares his rod hates his son. And there's so many more, so many more. Okay, number three, there must be a turning. When evil is present to you, there needs to be a quick turn. Don't sit there, just like that prophet said. Don't hesitate. Don't reason. You just cut it off. It just takes one hand, cut it off. Okay? Proverbs 12, uh, 121, 1. I will lift my eyes to the hills from whence my help comes. My help comes from the Lord. Verse 7, the Lord shall preserve thee from evil and shall preserve thy soul. He shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. When seduction is present, will you walk away? And I know men are tempted every day because, you know, women are loose. They're just loose as a goose this, in this culture. They are loose. And I just sit there like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This one waitress called Bill, love, honey, baby, sugar, sweetie. Hmm. That is not holiness. The way you walk, a man can tell if you are holy or not. Am I lying? Am I lying? Okay, so y'all straighten it up. Will God make you do anything you don't want to do? No. If your desire is to pursue after him, He will make a way of escape. He will make, he wants you to escape. Okay? In this wind of correction, there's an overwhelming power of deliverance. And the Lord says to you today, don't let it pass you by. Things you've never had victory over in your life. You can have victory today.
And this, this wind is lingering. See, it, May the 6th, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, six months, this wind of correction has been correcting. So will you surrender to him? No longer your way, your life, your walk, your choices, your agenda, but God's. Amen? So, Lauren, will you come up to play? I don't want to know your sins. I don't want to know your sins. I got enough of my own to deal with. And God keeps showing me. And thank you, Jesus, that he does. And every time he shows me something, I get a greater joy and a greater peace that passeth all understanding. And that's what he wants for you today. Now, uh, Mr. What's your name? Chris? Chris? Richard, 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 Richard. Okay, Richard. I felt like the Lord said there's a piece of land that you're going to start looking at and he says to buy it. Okay? Karen. The Lord says you have a story to tell. You've gone through a, a lot of things with him. And you've been hurt. But you're not to take that hurt. You're to share it. And to share what he's done for your life. And I heard the Lord say that he who's under authority has much authority. Amen? Amen. Uh... Mark. There was a peg, like a, a pegboard, and you were placing pegs in the board. You were placing them, and you were placing them in the right place. And when you got through placing them, it was like the dots were connecting, and there was a beautiful picture when you got through. So he says, continue to listen to me. And I don't know what you do. I, I just saw you guiding, putting things in order, putting things in certain places by your influence, which it needs to come from God. Always let it come from God, what you do. And then uh, Keith, you knew I was coming, didn't you? Keith, uh, the Lord, you know, I think, don't your son play bas baseball? Baseball. Okay. So the Lord said, he wanted to relate it with baseball, that just because you strike out and you make an out, they don't kick you off the team. Just because you make three strikeouts in one game, they don't refuse you. 
They don't dog you because you're a team. And the Lord says, you're a team. You're part of a team. Okay? And he wants you to enhance the team. Not by how you bat, but through your actions. Okay? What is your name? Huh? Taylor. Taylor. Every time I see you, I just love you. And the Lord said that you are, you're loved by a lot of people. And you have such a heart. Don't compromise. Do not compromise. And the Lord says, I want you to lift those hands to me. You want to do it so bad. But because of embarrassment or you might think you're, lift them. Lift them to him because he's created you to praise him. And there is a call on your life and you need to seek the Lord as to what it is. Because there's some, you have some beautiful attributes, beautiful gifts that the Lord wants to use. Amen. Uh, let's see. Aaron, you feel like you've been in a microwave and somebody pushed the button and you're, you're in there just cooking up this. And the Lord says, I push the button and you're coming out. And he says, I want you to act like you're coming out. No matter what you see, what you feel, what you hear, I want you to come out. Okay? Uh, Charity, you're not to hide your stories what God's doing right now. You're to proclaim it from the mountaintop because just like you, there's people out here that don't feel like they're worthy. They don't feel like they're worthy to, to have the blessings of God. And you don't even have to believe and he does it, right? So, hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay, so uh, Lauren's gonna let me make sure I gave all these. Lauren, would you just play and maybe sing something? That song, Invade. Hey, can you do that one? Invade. And, um, you know, I don't want to know your sins. But the altar's open. Please come and let God minister to you. I don't have to pray for you. And we're going to sing this song. And today's your day. Today's your day. So take advantage of it. Okay? Hallelujah.